Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Food Alchemy Network. We invite you to tune in, tune up, and tune out. All the distractions bring forth a new mindset of open, higher frequency vibration. We want you to sit back, close your eyes with us for this moment, and meditate before we begin our journey. We want to invite you to glide with us throughout the galaxy as we touch other higher frequencies. And unite on Food Alchemy Network. Where we bring in inspiration, joy, education, insightful, loving vibration. Dr. Cicely D'Angelo promises to bring you ways to up-level to another level each and every broadcast. So stay tuned to Food Alchemy Network. Dr. Cicely D'Angelo will be your guide She is the captain of Food Alchemy Network. Thank you for staying tuned and dialing in to Food Alchemy Network. The mic. I already did it. Get out, get out, get out. You're my broadcast. Get out, get out. Thank you. Sorry about that, guys. I fought Paul. Okay. Now, you, now I know you guys didn't get to hear everything I said. The people live did. So, <laughs> I am Dr. D from Food Alchemy Network. I want to say this again. This is Tanami from BGN Black Gold Nation. So I'm going to welcome you in, and I'm going to just I'm going to be my own clapper. Yay! Now I want to know who are you? Who are you? 
That's my first question. I am Kamani M. Wandani. <laughs> I know, but who 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 is that? Guys, you guys, guys. All right, we gotta do this again. Hold on, I'm sorry. Uh, my computer just went down. Uh, commercial. Corey, I'm here, babe. As I said, put on commercial. Uh, This is like so okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're having one of those mornings. <laughs> it's too early for me. <laughs> okay, I uh, apologize, ladies and gentlemen. We ain't gonna do this again. So tell me who you are. I don't know what other than my name. What do you want to know? I don't know who am I. Who are you? Like literally, who are you? Seriously. Uh, revolutionary uh, author. I mean, uh, those are things that I do. I'm not sure if that is who I am. Okay. Uh, I am a uh, a father. Husband, the lover of my people. Okay. That works. The end. The end, just like that. Okay. Yeah. All right. My questions for you. Pull them out. So, your book, Black Gold. I'm going to get it. No. Yeah, Black Gold Devalued. And I did read about black gold because I didn't understand why you said black gold. And sure. you explain it in the book about black gold. And I, I find that now I think I might use that as selling melanated. I like melanated too, but it, works. it has a much more beautiful flow and meaning and energy to it, black gold does, when you yep. think about it. For me, I don't yep. know about anybody else. So sure. let's talk about your book. Uh, what made you write the book, first of all? Uh, I, read the, I wrote the book for uh, two uh, primary reasons. Uh, the first one was because I, I was watching an interview of a, 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 a political pundit, a uh, brother by the name of Van Jones, uh, and he was being asked uh, questions by a white woman as far as what should black America do now. And I think it was, um, I think it was, it was after something major had happened, and she was asking him, well, you know, what is the next step? And he was like, I don't know. I guess we should just hope. <laughs> so the, the first reason why I wrote the book was because of his response. I felt like uh, black people were looking for answers, um, didn't know what to do next, and I don't know if it was. Uh, Obama's election, I'm not sure if it was the release of the movie Black Panther, um, but I felt like the black people were looking for something. Uh, they were open for something, and they were ready to do something. So getting 
given the fact that I have a very unique background and that I have literally, literally lived in a community that was uh, owned and controlled by black people, um, and I've been taught to build uh, communal societies uh, with black people at the center, um, I felt like I had something to offer. So uh, I wrote the book because I felt like um, the leadership at that time, maybe even leadership now, uh, nationally, is not really leading black people anywhere that's going to create any kind of change for us. Um, and the second reason was because I felt black people were ready and I had something to offer. So I wrote the book. Okay. So you stated that you grew up in a black community. And you've seen people, you not, know. Not, not, not grew up, not grew up. I, I joined the trial when I was 22. I just left the military, so no. Well, you still was, okay. In my, not, were not, you, well, okay, okay. I'll, I'll let you have it because usually we say our brain don't mature until we 25, but okay. But. <laughs> I was somewhere else. <laughs> okay. How did you fall how did you find your way into that community and that mindset? Like, what brought you there? Uh, when I was in the military, um, I think I was, I think I was still 17. Uh, I was at the gym training um, in a wrestling room, martial arts stuff I was doing. And I don't know why he was there. Maybe he was supposed to be there. I don't know. But there was an older brother in there watching me do my training thing. Um, and when I was finished, we were walking back from the gym uh, to the barracks where we both lived. To my surprise, he lived right across the hall from me. Uh, we started to have conversations. I don't know how we got on this subject. Maybe, again, he was supposed to be there. Um, but he said to me in our wall back that uh, uh, Jesus was black. And I said, what? Kiss my behind, because I didn't believe it. Uh, and then he showed, me, he, showed, he showed me the description in the Bible. He showed me some other historical facts from other books. Um, and I'm like, wow, uh, okay. Uh, I think that next week I was headed to my first overseas deployment, which was in Thailand. Uh, he gave me Malcolm X's autobiography to read. Uh, and uh, I read that book while I was in the jungles in Thailand at the age of 17, and that book completely changed my life because it put me on the path of wondering what else don't I know. Uh, how can a young black man grow up in America and not know who Malcolm X was? Uh, I was born in South Carolina. They don't teach you. Like most inner city schools, you know about Martin Luther King, Harriet Tubman, and Frederick Douglass, and slavery. And outside of that, they don't teach you anything else. So I was blown away by that fact. So from that point uh, until I left the military, I, I eventually changed my name started to read a lot of books, started to teach classes, started organizations, started to debate people. Um, so when I got out, I was a completely different brother than I was when I went in. Um, I knew I didn't want to stay in a small town where I'm from uh, in South Carolina. And I had a very, very, very close friend of mine who's from Houston. Uh, he said, well, why don't you come to Houston? Because um, I want to have the church that I was a member of, that I just joined. So when I got, I got to Houston on a Saturday. Uh, went to the shrine the next day on that Sunday and joined. And I joined because the, the, the sanctuary was all black. Everybody was black. Uh, no images of white folks, angels, Jesus, none of that. Everybody was black. Uh, I was blown away by that. Um, the brother who was preaching, his name is uh, uh, Cardinal Chimba Chui. Cardinal Chui, C-H-U-I. Uh, he was preaching, and he said, and Jesus was black. And he moved on. But 
big deal. Uh, uh, it wasn't like it was a revelation. He just said it, and he kept on going. And and that I've been saying that for the previous three years in the military because of all the stuff that I was reading. But to hear a black man say that in a black church from the pulpit was a very, very, very big deal. Um, and then the singing, of course, the singing was off the wall. But the singing was not. Jesus come down and save us. The singing was help us be like Jesus to create something for black people. And so, so everything was completely uh, revolutionary, everything. The, the music, the lyrics, the layout, the people, the, the, the paintings, I mean, everything was black. And I was completely blown away by that. So I joined, and for the next 20-plus years, I was a member of the church. Awesome. Okay. Okay. So now let's talk about BGN. Okay. So how did you come up with BG Black Gold Nation? The name or the entity? The name and then the entity. It's, uh, um, the, when I when I wrote the book, Black or the Value, the title was something that my editor and I uh, came up with together. We were trying to figure out a name that would be catchy. Um, and he was thinking something that would sell. I was thinking something that black people would gravitate towards. So we came up with, with Black Gold Devalued, um, Black Gold being our melanin, and it being devalued by white America, white people. Um, so... I wrote the book as a, a, a kind of like a, a wake-up call and a call to action to do something. Um, but you can't have an, an organization or a movement called Black Gold Values. <laughs> it wouldn't work. So uh, the, the, the term Black Gold Nation uh, seemed to be a logical uh, progression, if you will, from the book. Um, but the more I thought about it, and maybe – Initially, I was just saying Black Gold Nation, but the more I thought about what I was trying to do with Black people, trying to move my Black people to build a nation within this nation, uh, the, the the word movement just kind of fits. So I now say the Black Gold Nation movement uh, as we seek to identify, mobilize, and organize our people to build a Black nation. So that is how the title came to be and why the organization is called what it is. Okay, now, this is this is a very important. The mines have been in prison for more than the black and gold mines have been in prison for more than 400 years, and you've seen the damage it's caused mentally, spiritually, and physically. Right now, do you think it's repairable? Of course. If not, I wouldn't be fine. No, that's not a course. Some people just say no. Um, you, you say it like... I'm not some people. If I thought it wasn't repairable, then I wouldn't be cheered by it. Okay. No, I would, I would run away. <laughs> well, I mean. I'm not putting any of my time into something that can't be changed. <laughs> I, I, I don't have time to waste like that. So okay. No. Um, okay. Now, let's see. What else do I have? Now, the past slavery. Tell us an example of modern-day uh, slavery for the black gold people today. I'm not sure about the black gold people, but modern day slavery for black people, for melanated people, um, <laughs> is, 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 is uh, most of us think that we are free. Most of us think that we have the, the liberty to do and say and be what we want. Uh, 
but we don't understand that that quote unquote freedom is only as much as other people allow us to do things. Um, every black person that ever tries to do a black thing for black people, be they here in America, be they in Africa, be they in South America, be they in Europe, every single time a black person stands up to do for black people, uh, they are immediately targeted for exile, incarceration, or assassination. If we were free, then that would not be the case. Uh, examples of modern-day slavery is the education system, the agricultural system, the spiritual system, the political system, the, the entertainment system, the economic system. Every system that affects our lives, every system that touches our lives, is, is not there to make our lives bigger, better, and stronger. Those systems are, systems are not there to make us a better people. Those systems are there to exploit us, uh, to allow other people to prey upon us, and in many instances, instances to destroy us. If that's freedom, I don't want it. <clears throat> I got you. I like that. Okay. Okay. Mother, the system has not played a great role for mending the original people, families staying together with two parents in a home for centuries due to slavery and modern-day welfare systems. Are you agree- in agreement? Understand that. Uh, I'm sorry. Say that again. Do you I, understand I'll wait for a question. Do you understand that? You know, about how they're doing it. And you're, I'm trying not to give too much without giving, you know, the book away for them to read about the slavery and the 400 years and the massacres and all the things that I know that occurred, but also for them to get a glimpse at what is done to us as a whole and separating, taking the male out of the home, but it starts in slavery if we look at it, when they would separate the families, the fathers from the mother and the children. And basically it's a modern day because, and when you go for welfare, what you got to do, you get, um, the, for the man not being there, uh, there was that movie, I forgot. Oh, man, great movie with Diane Carroll. And she had a boyfriend, and Earl Jones yep. was there. And they had the, yep. the the welfare lady would come, and they would move this, and she would check and see if they had uh, new things or whatever. And long as he was not there, then it was fine. You know what I mean? Sure. It depicted yep. how they. I don't know if it was like that. I really don't know um, if that was what welfare was like uh, back then or not. Yeah, in that I remember, time. I remember going through that, uh, and I'm. I think I'm only maybe a few years younger than you. Uh, I'll be 50 in October. So, yeah, that, that's not only how it was, but that's how it is. Uh, the the welfare, uh, welfare state um, has not changed. Um, and to answer your question, yes, of course I agree. Um, but, but it's not just slavery. Slavery was the beginning of the destruction of the black family, the black unit. Uh, everything that happened after slavery, from uh, the black codes to the uh, prison industrial complex to the 13th, to the signing of the 13th Amendment, which made, uh, which most people think abolished slavery, but actually slavery just changed form, um, to the uh, prison industrial complex, the welfare uh, system, the crack cocaine epidemic. I mean, every single thing, redlining, gerrymandering, gentrification, yep. uh, every single thing. Um, that's been done to black people, to melanated people, was done on purpose. 
uh, and goes back to your previous question and my answer about uh, modern-day slavery. All of it was done on purpose, and none of it was done to make us better. All of it was done to put us in the condition to have to depend upon other people. And, and, and even, even in our genius of creating our own stuff within an anti-black system, when we do that, and we've done it, we've created our own towns, cities, townships, over 200 times since after slavery. We create our own stuff. But even when we do that, they destroy it. So, of course, every single thing they do is about destroying our family unit, uh, which is important. You can, if you have a strong family unit, you cannot have a strong community. No strong community, no strong tribe, no strong nation. Everything that's done to us is done on purpose and for a reason. Um, I used to say that, that we need to stop playing checkers while other people play chess. But I think we're so far behind. I, I say we need to stop playing marbles. We're not even playing checkers. Against other people who don't necessarily like us. 
uh, we outnumber the, the uh, uh, other groups of people, melanated people, uh, African-descended people. We outnumber everybody else seven to one. Seven to one. If we only did business with ourselves, we'd be just fine because we don't need anybody else. But, of course, we don't know that because we're not taught to understand where we're strong. You know, we taught to divide and conquer. Uh, and sadly, that way of thinking is on automatic pilot. The white man don't need to do anything else because the seed has already been planted. So no, no, we we don't we don't need to to leave America and go anywhere, um, because we built it. Uh, we have ownership stake, uh, and if we are paying attention, uh, America is becoming more brown and black every single day. So why leave it uh, if we can be in a position to run it in 40, 50, 60 years? So no. I don't think we should do that. I'm going to get very wise. I think it's unrealistic to think we're going to go there and all of a sudden everything's going to be okay. Africa has some serious issues with people. What I say to people is that uh, be, be, the, be the white boy here in America or the white boy there in Africa, even the Chinese. They're all cousins. Same white boy, different accent. No. You leave here, go there, same issue. So no. <laughs> Better fight from 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 the place where you where you uh, where you are most comfortable. You best understand. So, you know, we, we've been in America. We're gonna be in America, and we ain't going nowhere. All right, I got you. Okay. What do you see the vision for Black and Gold Nation movement? What is the vision? Uh, first off, uh, it's Black Gold, not Black and Gold. Uh, we are not the Pittsburgh Steelers. <laughs>
Um, but we take care of them, and we treat them like royalty because that is what they are once they reach a certain age. Uh, and then we continue to grow from their wisdom, from their understanding, from their intellect. But they don't worry about making their bills. They don't worry about making ends meet. They don't worry about uh, the next meal or whatever because we, the nation, are going to take care of them because when they were in their early ages, they took care of us. So the vision is to make that kind of community, that kind of power base, uh, a reality for black people uh, uh, nationwide and then worldwide, and, of course, to bring other black people to the movement, such as yourself, who have some things to offer that's going to make our children and our grandchildren bigger, better, stronger. Okay. How do you see black and gold nation movement working in this time period now, today? Did I not say it correctly? Black, no. I said black, gold, nation. It is not black, gold. No, I said black, gold, nation. Anyway, wait, 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 wait. No, you make fun okay, of me now. Yes, it is being recorded. Okay. It's also live. Black, right, so gold, nation. Watch at the, at the, at the, at the 30-minute 30, 30 mark, listen to what you said. Okay, what's the question? Okay, smart. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I was saying, how do you see Black, gold, nation movement working in this time period, right now, today? How? How do we, how are we going to oh, wow. apply it um, now, today? Uh, we... Uh, I, I understand now. <laughs> uh, Pro, uh, Project 2021 is our political strategy to build political power in small cities and towns nationwide. That starts next year. Uh, Regeneration 180, our youth education piece, that kicks off Saturday. Um, uh, our effort to build our own agricultural network nationwide and, and control it, uh, that starts next month. Um, uh, connecting with the over 200,000 barbershops and beauty salons so that we can connect with and, and introduce ourselves to people on the grassroots level nationwide. Um, that's already started. Uh, we have leadership summits every month to bring more people who are on Facebook into the real world and that's super thing. Uh, we've been doing that for months. So uh, every single thing we do is about bringing our people together so we can find the right people so that we can move forward. Uh, and we want to move forward in every way that we are being attacked, uh, from the food system, from the security system, from the political system. So we're not talking about something that um, we can't do now or something that uh, we won't see the results of now. We're talking about things that we can do right now in a very short period. If we get the right black people on board, we have to keep in mind a lot of our people don't think about how much power we actually have right now. A lot of our people think about what we, they think about and they focus on what they believe we can't do or what they see we don't have. But they, they gloss over or maybe they completely ignore, I don't know, uh, where we are strong. Uh, I'll give you one example, then I'll ask you one question, then we can move on to the next question. Uh, the movie The Black Panther that most of us saw, most of us loved that movie, it was a wonderful movie. Uh, and and uh, our prayer go out to the family of Brother Chadwick Boseman, who, Lord have mercy, 43 years old, uh, cancer, he's no longer with us in the physical. Um, that movie made over a billion dollars in the first month, a billion with a B. 
Uh, it made a billion in the second month. I'm not, I'm not sure about those numbers, but in the first month, uh, conservative estimates, conservatively speaking, uh, black people, melanated people gave that movie, Disney and Marvel Studios, 75 to 80% of that first billion dollars. That is $750 million plus dollars we gave to a movie in one month. Money we still have. Money we're still wasting. So my question to you, Dr. D, is what could we, black people, seriously, what could we do with $750 million per month invested into our children and our community? We can do a lot. We can build a whole nation. Uh, that That's for exactly. real. Our own continent for exactly. real. <laughs> exactly. and, 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 and everything we do is an effort to get that money from our people because we need it. We know our people have it. We know we're wasting it, and we know we're going to die and become a permanent un- or become a permanent underclass if we don't get it. So everything we do is to change things today by getting that money and having the right uh, people on board to help us make it happen. Okay. And that's real. Very real. So, and that, that's something that we're going to try to tap into. Uh, what makes you so positive for this outcome for Black Gold Nation movement? Uh, let me see if I can give you a very good answer to that wonderful question. Um, how do you, how do you, listen, check it, check it, check it. How do you know you are good at what you do? I just know. Give me something else. How do you know? Um, okay, people. You're a vegan chef, right? Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, sure. That's one of my titles. <laughs> okay, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Say what you want to say. I, I'll roll with that. Go ahead. Say what you want to say. Okay. <laughs> Remember, Mister Man, I don't like labels, but that's one of the things that I do. All right, my bad. Okay, what what answer were you going to give for that question? I apologize. What were you going to say? It's okay. It. Oh. Got things going on here. Blake's going oh. on. Okay. Repeat the question to me. What do you want me to ask? What were you asking? Uh, uh, how do you know you're good at what you do? Um, like I said, I just know, but then my other answer would be that uh, people will confirm or, you know, seek me out for my expertise. Mm-hmm. And they come okay. and ask me for uh, guidance or help or, you know, so then I'm like, oh, okay. And then I'm teaching, so I teach what I know. So. Dig it. Right. That, that, <laughs> that's, what that's the answer you wanted. So why didn't you just say that instead of digging all in my head like that? Jeez, I, Louise. I <laughs> you, you teach what you know. All right. So, so your question to me was, repeat your question again. <laughs> Seriously, I'm okay. trying to get all in. Repeat your question again. Okay. My question was, see, I got it. I wrote this down. How do you stay um, positive for the outcome for the future generation for BGN, Black Gold Nation? Wait, uh, no, 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 no. That wasn't it. No, that wasn't it because it was positive wasn't in there. Well, I, that's what it should have been, what makes you so positive for the outcome for the future. Okay, I can, I can take that. I can take that. Um, because, again, what I am trying to deliver to my people, I have lived. I don't have to talk about Black Wall Street because I live in a Black Wall Street type community. I don't have to talk about Black security because I lived in a community that was secured by Black people. I don't have to talk about 
uh, a, 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 it takes a village mindset of raising black children because I lived in that kind of community. One of the things that makes us unique as a movement is our leadership. Everyone that's in a leadership position knows what they're doing in that space by which they are a leader. So the person that's over our politics, he knows what he's doing. He's been doing 35 years. The person that's over economic finance, he's been doing it for 20 plus years. Uh, the person that, that's over spiritual healing and well-being, uh, the original person has been doing it for 20 plus, and the new person has been doing it for 30 
get it. You know, like I said, I, I understand about the, I, I love the slogan. What was it in the 80s? Say no to drugs. <laughs> I don't know how good that did, but I was like, oh, that works. It doesn't really work. And I, my other thing that I didn't like, this is my personal opinion, was Billie Holiday. Um, I remember watching that movie and it being so sad. Um, they she had to do drugs in order to perform sometimes and the song Strange Fruit. I didn't know what Strange Fruit was. That was something new until I actually came to the meeting. It was like, Ooh, that's what she was talking about. Didn't even know. Right. Right. And they arrested her and took her rights away for her to sing. But they were the one that made her into the being that she was as an addict and it was a person of non-color that got her addicted to the drugs, not us. So I'm just saying. But that. So, so, so what you're saying, we have to keep in mind that, that niggers are not born. Niggers are created. The white man creates the environment and the system whereby a nigger is created, then he will blame that person for being a nigger. Mm. We don't run anything. We don't control anything. And, and and the environment in which our people live changed. I've I've seen what what this American government can do when they want to make the lives of people better. Um, that's one of the reasons why I would never believe that Hurricane Katrina in in Louisiana in New Orleans was was as bad as it had to be. I, I've been in the military. I know what I know what a tent city looks like and how rapidly that can be built. If you want to build a tent city for people, right. I've been involved in that operation for three and a half years in the military. So, you know, if, if you understand what's what, then, then you know what things, things are. You know, we're not just people with bad luck. <laughs> okay. Now, I want, how can people get involved in the Black Gold Nation movement? Uh, if a person wants to be involved, they can go to our event website, blackgold-wakandarising.com. Click on after the protest. Read what we're doing uh, as we seek to uh, mobilize and organize teams of black people around the country. If you agree with what's there, click on register now. Find your city and register. If you don't see your city, there are 100 cities on the website right now um, as we organize for this 100 city virtual tour. If you don't see your city and you want to be a part, send me an email at theblackgoldnation at gmail.com, theblackgoldnation at gmail.com. Uh, I promise you I will reply if you will listen to me. Okay. Now, I need to find out, is there any callers from Blog Talk we need to know about? Oh. <laughs> Sound is off? Okay, they can hear now. Is there any callers? If you want to know, raise your hand. So I got to direct to my, my, my sound assistant. Is there anybody that they – yeah, there you go, my sound engineer. Is there anybody that want to say anything, love, they got their hand raised? Okay. <laughs> this is just lovely. Yeah, this is going to get better. It's getting better. It's a beautiful Friday. For you guys that don't know, no. Okay. Uh-oh. Okay. 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 Reading. No. 
not seeing you. Anybody, if you're calling on uh, uh, Blog Talk, I cannot see you on Blog Talk. I only can see you on, um, I can't see you at all. (laughs) And I'm trying to get to you guys. But I can't really take the calls. I'm not the person taking the calls. I have a sound engineer, the person in the background. Okay, now, now we notice this is, I think, do you feel this is going to be an easy journey for us to change our mindset of what I call Stockholm Syndrome of slavery? Uh, Easy. No, it's simple, but it's that easy. Um, Stockholm Syndrome is a psychological condition. Uh, You cannot change that if you don't have psychological treatment. Uh, one of our greatest issues is that we are disconnected from who we are and what we are. Um, and that disconnect was on purpose. Again, everything that's done to us is done on purpose. So if we know, well, for those of us that don't know, slaves didn't get off the slave ship. The people that got off the slave ship were kings, queens, royalty, engineers, scientists, mathematicians, Astrologers, astronomers, world travelers, inventors, medicine men and women, political men and women, legal men and women, soldiers, warriors, community leaders, community builders, historians. That's who got off the slave ship. Uh, and people who used to run the world, literally. Uh, people who were in their 13th, 14th, 15th, 16th dynasty of rule. And the dynasty is 100 years before Europe entered the Dark Ages. Uh, people who things that they can't figure out how it was done, so they say E.T. did it, and extraterrestrial did it. Black people couldn't have done it, despite the fact that it's right there in Africa, because we can't figure out, and we're white people, so they couldn't have done it. So they say E.T. did it. Uh, uh, People that uh, had universities, literally universities for higher levels of learning, before there was a word for Europe. That's without spaceship. Those people were made into a non-people because of the system they were forced to live in. We are not going to reverse that without our own system that intentionally reverses what's been done to black people. We are a broken people. We're broken psychologically. We're broken spiritually. We're broken morally. Uh, 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 And a lot of us are um, uh, uh, so far gone that we're not coming back. But for those of us that are still here, those of us that can still critically think, and that's not all of us, because a lot of us have given up. A lot of us don't want to think. We want to put our heads in the sand and hope it goes away. Um, for those of us that still want to do and have the ability to do, then we have to create a new system that's going to uh, uh, get our people back on track to recondition the conditioned mind of our people to get us back on track to being what we're supposed to be. And you can't do that without a spiritual connection. You can't do that without people who don't understand the importance and the power uh, of spirituality, uh, not trying to toot your horn because I don't toot the horns of other people. However, that's one of the things that makes you so important. Whether you accept it, whether you believe it or not, what you bring to the table is a piece of the puzzle that we need to heal and save our people. Because if we don't get that spiritual connection back, if we don't get that peace taken care of, then we'll always be broken. We, we were not able to do what we did, historically speaking, uh, because we were spiritually disconnected. 
we had a spiritual connection with one another and a higher power that can be communicated to you if you know what you're doing uh, and you have an understanding of that power that allowed us to do things that other people would never be able to do. So, so we absolutely must get back to who we were before we got here. We have to understand that the DNA of those people that got a relationship, that DNA still flows through our veins, uh, and we still have that ability. But if we don't get that spiritual connection back, which will allow us to bring into being right culture, which allow which will allow us to educate our people properly, to put us on the right economic path, the right social economic path, and allow us to build political power for ourselves. If we don't do those things, what we call the six pillars of empowerment. If we don't do that, we're going to continue to lose, period. Um, and and uh, another thing that makes us unique is we not only understand that whole spiritual connection thing, but we have proven solutions in all the areas that we are uh, trying to make available to black people, proven solutions that work in all the areas that were being attacked and destroyed. Um, and I, I, I say with much pride that most, most of our movements uh, don't understand it, which is why they're not doing it. Okay, you were, hold on for one second. Because ah, everybody's like, realize, okay. Y'all know I love for y'all, right? Everybody on blog talking to all my people. But y'all talking on the phone that's kind of like making my man go in and out. Oh, I can call. Y'all messing up the show. Call another number. I love y'all. I say this with love. But I can't do this. I'm live. I'm actually on YouTube. So, I so, so, so people are calling in and it's, it's, it's disrupting the flow? They're calling on my personal phone. Besides, I got, oh. I got, I got, like I said, I got a lot of equipment going on. I got, sure. <laughs> I got the computer, the, the camera. I got another thing for another thing. I got, I have four things I'm using at the same time. That's what I said. I need a studio. Forget all that. That would be awesome. Then I can really concentrate. We're working on it. It is is a step in progress. Indeed, we are. Progress. Okay. So you got to be about it. My thing is, I see what I want and I got to create it. So this is me creating what I want. This is you. You know what I mean? So I want this. So I'm doing it. So it's going to come. The more I do what I want, the more it's going to come. So I'm yep. putting out what I want, and the universe is answering that. Okay. Amen. No doubt. Okay. Now, you talked about you. You, you hit. You, you got my question. So I'm gonna say this to you again. Stay out my brain. <laughs> so um. I didn't know. It's all good. It's okay. You know, it's like that sometimes. So I would like for you to um, tell me what are the six pillars. You mentioned that, and some people are like, what the heck is six pillars? What are you talking about? I'm just saying, they don't know. <laughs> the, 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 the six pillars of empowerment are the things that uh, we believe in this movement we absolutely must do, get our people back on track to being who and what we're supposed to be, uh, to healing our people, which will help us to educate our people, so we can mobilize and organize our people and then train our people to push back. Uh, most people think that we have a lot of issues in the community amongst our people. Uh, we really only have two main issues. 
One is the, the, the philosophy system and game of capitalistic white supremacy and racism. That's one issue. Um, and the other one is not having power to push back against that number one issue. If we had power, then that number one issue wouldn't be so much of an issue because we'd be able to push back against it. But we can't because we don't have that power. So the six pillars of empowerment will allow us to put ourselves in a position to push back. Um, we have the ability uh, right now to put some things in place to to make sure that whatever the white man believes, whatever the white man wants to do, uh, doesn't necessarily affect us without us being able to affect. In order for us to do that, we believe that we have to implement a a a uh, uh, a systemic solution that will put our people on the right path. So we're saying that that is spirituality. We're saying that is right culture. We're saying that is education, economics, socioeconomics, and politics. Spirituality will get you on the path of understanding that you're connected to a higher power and you're connected to one another. It helps you, helps you to become a part of your people. The right culture will put you in a, 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 an environment that supports that spirituality, supports your being safe, Supports you being black, so we can help make the black better, the black mind, body, spirit, and psyche. Education would educate you to the process of right culture to ensure that you have that spirituality. Um, uh, economics is the, the finances that you need to support that kind of system. Social economics are the things that operate within that culture so that it'll make the lives of the people better, the system, the warming system, the sanitation system, the agricultural system. Uh, and of course, politics is. Um, uh, uh, being able to control the space that you live in um, because you have the political understanding, the political education, the political organization to do it. Uh, we absolutely must understand that nothing happens to, for, or against a community that does not involve a politician's stand off or political power. Nothing happens to any community, good or bad, that don't involve politics. That's one of the reasons why we keep losing this war that we're going into because we're not even on the battlefield. We don't vote. So how are you going to control what happens in your space if you don't vote? But now voting is a part of the game that white people play on the minds of smart people. Um, We don't understand that all politics is local. If nothing else, you should be controlling the political apparatus where you live. Why? Because that's the police department. That's the school system. That's the local job. That's the local economy. If you can control that local political space, then that, that not only makes your life uh, that much easier to live and to deal with, but then you can use that local control for higher political leverage, and you can make more things happen beyond that. So, so every other group in this country understands that politics is war. Every other group understands that politics is local, and every other group is, is uh, involved politically on some level. And we are the only group that works against our own best interests, not only politically, but across the board. But that is not because we are innately inferior. It's not because we're innately stupid. It's because we've been conditioned to act in that way. We've been conditioned to think and believe that we are less than. Uh, um, uh, We have been declared inferior by white people. And because of the system that we've been forced to live within over the past 400 plus years, uh, 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 we have accepted the white man's myth of black inferiority. And if you do not believe that, just look at how we treat each other. Look at how our communities look. Look at what we don't do. Look at what we allow. You know, 
know, we were, we were, I was watching a, a, a Netflix special, not Netflix, it's Hulu, one of those channels, about um, the, the start of the, the Christian blood. Um, the, 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 the history was incorrect because it did not start as a game. Um, but now we, we, we have, it's so easy for us to kill one another. Uh, the brother who runs our political strategy and implementation, Corey. brother Craig D. Lee, he sends me videos multiple times a week of of brothers killing brothers, just shooting each other, like you know, like shooting brothers or something. But when it comes to a white man who's shooting us, we don't go after that white man with the same reckless abandon. We don't seek to get revenge on the same people that are mm-hmm. killing us, but we'll mm-hmm. kill a brother in a heartbeat, mm-hmm. you know. And and we do that because when we look in the mirror, we don't see strong, we don't see intelligent, we don't see value, we don't see king, we don't see queen, we see nigger. Right. And since we see nigger, you look like me, nigger. I don't matter, so you don't matter. How far you did. Mm. And we behave that way because we've been conditioned to behave that way. And if we don't, if we black people don't put something in place to reverse that conditioning process, then then not only are we running the risk of becoming a permanent underclass, but we are going to be destroyed and wiped out. Uh, we got to keep in mind that there have been other melanated groups in history that have come into contact with non-melanated people, Europeans and Caucasians, Caucasians that are no longer here. People, the other groups have been wiped out via what white people and Europeans have done to them. There's no guarantee that we won't go the same way as those people. Right. Um, I say that that you know we've been we've been tested. We we've come through the fire. You know we 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 come out of this thing uh, not 100% whole. Not 100% uh, uh, healthy, not 100% intact, but we did come out of it. Uh, and I think that is proof that we are a special, unique, powerfully strong, uh, spiritually uh, strong, even if we don't understand the people. But we have to use those strengths to ensure our children and our children's children don't endure the same hell that we've endured and that our, our uh, parents, grandparents, and ancestors have endured. And if we do that, if we don't put something in place to make it different than then I we are failing ourselves, our children, parents, grandparents, ancestors, and everybody else coming for us. So I don't remember what the question was, but that's my answer. <laughs> I think you did a good job. We were talking about um, the, the sixth empowerment pillar. So, uh oh, hold on. Okay, hold on, because what's, what's going on, I got some people that want to talk, and, and the engineer didn't bring, let me know. They they, they blowing up my phone. <laughs> no, just bring, 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 bring me the, the, the test. Never mind, never mind. I, I'll do it. I got it, baby. I got it. <laughs> he, well, he know, his, he, he, know, he know who I am. Go. Is is echoing, baby. Okay, I, I apologize, y'all, for the blog talk. I know they're like, look, the sister. This is gonna get better. Y'all just, if y'all work with me, it's gonna really get better. It's just time and effort. Just work with yeah. me. Just. I know y'all got love for me because a lot of people is early and a lot of people is afternoon. So I really appreciate a lot of people that are actually out and supporting me. Uh, today, so I got uh, love for um Wow, There's so many people. <laughs> um, that's the one here. Let me see. 
Okay, hold on, hold on. Let me see if I can get you to go live. How do I get that? Speak. Good evening, greetings. Can you hear him? Can I be heard? Uh, A little bit, yeah. All right, hold on. Let me see what I can do. All right, speak. Say, say something now. Greetings. Microphone check. One, two, one, two. Yeah, I'm here. Okay. Say, say your piece, babe. Greetings. Um, I wanted to ask you in reference to this landmass here. There's so much about here. You know, some call it Moonland, some call it Turtle Island. Africa's the motherland. You know, the so-called Americas is uh, the fatherland, you know. Um, there's a brother who wrote a book named Horace Butler. He talks about the Bible in reference to uh, this land, you know, just like they got the Olmec heads. Um, some of the temples and pyramids here in America are older than the ones in Africa. Do you have any information uh, in reference to that? Did you hear? He's asking, he's asking me if I have any information about that. Is that what he said? Yes. Uh, no. Uh, I am not an historian. Uh, I've read a few books. Uh, if you if you look for, um, they came before Columbus. Uh, I agree. I think the brother. Yeah, have you read that book, brother? Yes, parts of that have book. Parts of that book. I, I, yes. by, by, yeah, I've I've advanced further, but yeah. So so um, I I think I don't recall any author that I've read about our history here. Um, before slavery, um, that that's more detailed than than Brother Ivan Van Sertima wrote in They Came Before Columbus. Uh, every other book that I've read was about our history before we got here. So I think um, that would probably be a good start if you want to to learn more. But no, that is not my forte. Okay. Yes. And um, I'm definitely looking forward to having a conversation with you. I definitely like what you're saying. Uh, um, what do you feel that our uh, some of the major challenges with us as a people um, coming together and trusting us, trusting each other. I like to say us in reference to, you know, individuality, because I think that's going to assist us yeah. with coming back to, when you know, like that, there's an African proverb that says, when I see you, I see me. You know, we really need to get back to grassroots, okay. and create our own language yeah. again.
the Black Donation Movement is unique because we not only understand that and we have the leadership to help us make that a reality, but again, every single thing we do is to find the right people, the right black people, to put us on the right track, to put our people uh, uh, together so that we can become uh, a people again. So it can happen, brother, but it has to be a process, and that process, you know, it's not coming from the outside in, uh, and it can only be given to us by us, uh, but we have the ability to do it. It's just a matter of making decisions to make it happen. Beautiful, indeed. Ten four. We have to see ourselves. We have to see ourselves better and clearer, and we have to decide what we want to see when we look in the mirror. You know, even before we look in the mirror, so that way, because that's what brings about that change. You know, just like being programmed for uh, defeat, we have to be programmed for victory. I understand. Yeah, brother, and 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 I'll I'll give you a very concrete example of of that reality. Um, when, when I was an active member uh, of the Friends of the Black Madonna, we would go out to the community, go out to the community, and talk to black people by trying to give them something. Different. We call it COR, community outreach. And 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 I remember having conversations with brothers in the community, uh, and I would I would say more often than not because we would come around to that about Christianity that Jesus was a black man. And when I would say that, I, I can't tell you how many times I would get the reply from the brothers was Jesus could have been a nigger. I didn't say that. I said he was black, but in their mind, black is nigger. That's real. When we think of ourselves, we don't think Jesus. We don't think uh, Malcolm X. We don't think Haris Selassie. We don't think Akhenaten. We don't think Imhotep. We don't think Harriet Tubman. We don't think black man. We think nigger. Why? Because that's what the white man has uh, declared us to be, and we've accepted that. That's not going to change just because. The only way that's going to change is if we connect our people to a system that we develop to recondition the minds of our people. And if we don't do that, then we're lying to ourselves about that change being a reality because it's never going to happen. Powerful information. Okay. Uh-oh. All right. So, look. Okay. I have one one person say one of the biggest uh, mistakes is a slavery was going on was in Africa since the beginning of time, but uh, that's what someone said. Yeah, wait, wait, say, say, say that again. Say that again. Okay, hold on. Uh, he's okay. My Stockholm syndrome is a white terminology. <laughs> Okay, that's what I was told. One, okay, one of the biggest mistakes by Africans was taking the power away from the root of the woman. Slavery was going on in Africa since the beginning of time. That was that's the time. That, they, yes. Yeah. So, so yeah, that, that, that is correct. Um, you know, slavery has always gone on for for, for a very long time. Um, you know, spoils of war, spoils of war is you working for my army, you working for my country. But the level of slavery that we endure here is unlike any other slavery that's ever been inflicted on, on one group to another group, excuse me, in the history of humankind. After you 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 after you were a slave in Africa after war, historically speaking, your humanity wasn't taken. Your history wasn't taken. Your name, your heroes, your sheroes, your culture, your language, and none of that was 
stripped from you. You were still who you were. That's not what happened to us here. So yes, slavery has been gone on for going on for a very long time. But the slavery that we went through is different than anything else that any other enslaved group has ever gone through. That's the first thing. Second thing, tribalism is what made slavery possible because black people sold out black people. And tribalism is what is happening to us now, black people selling out black people. We got to get past that. We have to understand that at the end of the day, we're all in the same boat. Some people don't like that. I use the term black. I don't care what term you use. Black, ADOS, FBA, descendants of slaves, African Americans, POW, African descendant, Alpha and Omega, uh, 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 whatever you want to call us, Moors, indigenous people. I don't, it's the same, same people. The same melanated group of people that are fighting against these non melanated people. And we also have to understand that as we learn more about what our people did or did not do, we have to change and make better what our people did or did not do. Talk about who built the pyramids if we're not trying to build the pyramids again. But we can't build those pyramids if we don't understand how it was done in the first place, and we are building upon what those previous people did before we got here. So, yeah, I agree with the statement, but we can't stop at that statement. We have to continue to move on and move forward. I, I get that a lot too, because I was like saying that we can at least buy our way out of slavery in Africa, and that's what I was taught. Because I asked somebody how it really went down, and that's what I was told that they could buy, they could actually get married, and they would still be part of that, and they would just be accepted, adopted into that tribe or that village or whatever it is that they went to. So, uh, I, yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure if that's the answer, because even if you bought your way out of it or married your way out of it you are still seen as another group as inferior. So you, you, we have to understand that, that power is never given or shared. Power only respects power, and power is always taken. If you want to get the bully to leave you alone, you got to bust him in the mouth. And he has to know that, he has to know that okay, if we're going to do this, damn it, you're going to hurt too. And the only way you get the bully to respect you is that he knows you're going to fight back. And even if you know you're going to lose, you do everything in your power to ensure that he thinks twice he bothers you again. And mm-hmm. uh, until we do that, until we're able to stand on our own two black feet, we'll always be at the, the whim of people throwing us into slavery. So buying our way out or marrying our way out might be the way out, but it is most of the time. No, I wasn't suggesting that here. I was saying that's what was done in Africa years ago. <laughs> I get you. So that was, you know, my question. My I had more people, but like I said, I'm grateful. Thank you for being patient for me and for being my guinea pig. You're my first uh, person that I've done on this. No <laughs> so, uh, so now now we know what it's like. Got to you know like tweak and do with some improvements. Um, I thank my viewers and YouTube that are watching. Um, didn't have any comments, but that's okay. Um, I did say hello. So I want you to tell people who you are again. Who are you? I'm that brother. <laughs> <laughs> that don't mean nothing to them, Marty Pan. It depends on who you ask. You know, my kids are like, what? You just daddy. Go somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what? I don't know. 
What's your name? Repeat your name. Who? What's your name? Who am I speaking oh, with? Money. My <laughs> name is Kamani M1 Dottie. Okay, what does your name mean? You need to get into that. Aspiring uh, companions with people. My whole name, Kamani Akili Marabuti Mwandani, my whole name means aspiring, intelligent, unchangeable companions with people. That's what my whole name means. Uh, and I changed it uh, when I was in the military because I was like, damn it, I don't want to be that brother no more. <laughs> Who am I? But father, husband, brother who wants to see his people win. All right. Sounds good. So. Works for me. Yeah, it's working. It's working, and it's, it's great that you're sharing your knowledge. Let me say, let me say, I, I am so, and people get on me about this, but I have issues with titles. Of, you know, like you, I don't, I'm not big on titles. I don't have a title for myself. So people try to give me the title. When it, you know, anyway, I have issues with that. This thing is not about me. So, so who I am, yeah, I'm sure it's important on a certain level, but this is so not about me. Um, uh, this is this is about liberating and saving black people. This is about putting black children in a position so that they have power. This is about ensuring that that the, the children that your son has, the children that my kids have, and every generation of black child to follow, this is about making sure that they come to the global seat of power as a powerful group. Who gives a damn what my name is? Who gives a damn of who, you know, it's not about that. It's about the work that we do as a collective group to ensure that our kids and our grandkids and everybody after that, that they deserve. And not respect because somebody gifted it to them, because it's not real respect, but respect because they realize that we're bringing power to the table um, uh, on multiple levels. And, uh, Disrespect us if you want, but you're definitely going to feel our reaction. That's what this is about. So I'm not really big on who I am because it's not about me. Seriously. Okay. But somebody is my name, though. <laughs> Don't call me sir. <laughs> Don't call me king. You call me Kamani. I love my name. Okay. You call me brother. I'm cool with brother, too. All right. I got you. <laughs> All right. Now. The title of the book, where they can find the book, and all that good stuff. Uh, the book is called A Black Gold Devalue. Uh, it is only an ebook. I apologize. I didn't write it to make money. You can get it off Amazon. I think it's like $6.99. However, if you were to join the Black Gold Nation movement uh, uh, and you decide to become an ambassador or supporter, uh, we have four phases of an introduction process. Once you make it to phase three, you get the book for free. So don't worry about Amazon. Don't worry about downloading it. Don't worry about $6.99. Join us in this movement to build power, and you'll get the book at the Christmas tree. about Messiah Global Investment. That was one of my questions. Oh my gosh. I wrote it down and it was in the book. Messiah Global Investment. I went on the website and I couldn't find it. You ain't supposed to find it. I wanted to, never mind. 
we'll talk later. No, 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 no. You brought it up. I don't want people to think I'm trying to hide something because you know black people tell anybody it's great. To <laughs> uh, so, so listen, so listen. Uh, the, the, the money I mentioned from the movie The Black Panther, that money that we still wasted. Um, we absolutely must have a, a revenue stream that comes from us. Of course, we want to be in other businesses around the world because we want everybody's dream back. But we have to have a a, a, a uh, financial base that only comes from us so nobody can disrupt that. The vision of what uh, the Black Nation movement will be a part of, if not eventually evolve to, is uh, a, an international uh, private equity investment vehicle that only invests in Black children and Black communities. Mosiah Global Investments will be the name of that entity which could be separate, or we may eventually evolve into becoming that. Um, but we need to have an investing arm that invests in our people from a business perspective with the understanding that we have to have spirituality and culture and education to go along with that. So that's what Mosiah Global Investments is. Okay. Thank you. I appreciate the information. Thank you. I, I'm not curious. What else you got? <laughs> Stop saying that. <laughs> okay. I, I, I am not ready, and I don't have you. I am afraid. Is that better? Oh, that, that, well, you, you know, we already talked about that. that. That's the response I get. No, you know what? No, they don't even do that. They just don't. They disappear because they're scared. But that's okay. Oh, you I'm know. Not, I'm not scared. See, it must be my military background. I don't know. I'm just, you know, an intimidating woman. But it's all good. Some people, I'm sure. <laughs> I am sure, not that brother. <laughs> all right. It's all good. It's all good. So now all right. we, we got the book, uh, where they can get it from. Um, yep. They know where they can actually go. Um, you talked about our, uh, the media department. Now, that's something yep. really nice. Can you t- tell us about the media? Like, what made you decide to do the media? Black and gold media. What do you mean? What oh, made you uh, decide well, you know, to do it? Yeah. I, 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 I'm getting a big eye at that. You scare me. Uh, <laughs> everything, <laughs> every, everything the white man has is for him. We got to have our own aspect of that thing. The news is not reported from our, the news, the news is not properly covered as it relates to our lives. Our image has been hijacked by other people. So we absolutely must have our own media outlet to report the news as we see it, to report the news as, as it affects us, and to start recapturing our image. Uh, Black Gold Media is the first step to making that a reality. Bye. Thank you. Boom. You're welcome. <laughs> okay. Now we got that. All right. You said the education department's coming, the agriculture department is just really everything in the works, which is pretty good, and the financial piece, which is pretty good. So, and you have these meetings, the meetings of the minds, and you're going to be doing a virtual tour of the cities that you were saying. Uh, Explain to me what Extraordinary Minds Saturday is all really all about. Uh, The League of Extraordinary Minds is a, a national competition to identify black people who are ready, willing, and able to do. 
if you are just a black person that wants to talk, please don't register for Jack because I don't want I don't have time for talkers. If you're a black person <laughs> that only wants to post on social media, please go somewhere else because we don't have time for just posters on social media. <laughs> but if you are a black person that wants to be a part of a solution to make the lives of black people better, then you need to be a part of the League of Extraordinary Minds. The idea is that just like the National Football League, after every NFL, team owners and head coaches come together to assess where the team is strong, where the team is weak, how to make the team better so they can make it to the Super Bowl. Uh, they have three things that they do to do that. They have the, the, um, the scouting combine, they have free agency, and they have the draft. The scouting combine is when the, the college kids go out to the football field, do all these drills, uh, jump up and down, kick the ball, blah, blah, blah. So they can assess the athleticism and even the intellectual capital of some of the young men who want to come into the league. Free agency is when they move people from team to team, and the draft is when they bring some of those college kids actually on board into the NFL. They've been doing this for over 75 years, and they do it because it works. They do this practice to make their teams bigger, better, and stronger. For the black community, we need our own head coaches, we need our own combine, our own PhD, and our own draft to, to have teams of black people who are focused and committed on making the black community better. By doing that, we create a competition, a righteous competition, to see who can do the most for black people where they live, and then we all learn from what that person is doing to make their community better. For example, there's a, there's a team in California, and they are killing it in agriculture. Then we need to know what they're doing in, in, in agriculture so that we can all do the same thing. If there's a team in, in New York that's killing it in politics, then we need to all do what they're doing in politics so that we can all kill it. We want to create a, a revolutionary best practice, not based on assumption, not based on books we've read, but based on actual stuff that black people are doing right now today. So we have a national competition, we have a Super Bowl, but we bring our people together and we talk and assess about who's done most, who's done the most for their particular community, and then the, the, the awards, the rewards for doing so is that we give them X amount of dollars that goes into the development of a new kind of black institution called a conscious community center. In, in 2020, moving forward, we can no longer afford as a people to have as the only institutions we have some control over, be the religious institution, the, the mosque or the church, the beauty institution, the barbershop or the beauty salon, and the entertainment institution, some, some clubs in the community. That is not enough. We need a new kind of institution that, that by design, from its very inception, is there to heal black people, educate black people, organize black people, and train black people to push back. The winners of the League of Extraordinary Minds will have money invested into their conscious community center so that we can go from having just mega churches that are trying to get us to heaven to mega conscious community centers that are trying to build heaven on earth. Okay. That's the competition, and, and that's what we're doing. And it's a bomb idea because it's one of mine. <laughs> <laughs> Now, look at you dancing. Don't be dancing too hard over there. Can we have you dancing on TV? <laughs> <laughs> you dance all the time. What? It's a beat. 
You, you know what? You're right. Some people don't. They don't have no rhythm. They don't have it. It's just not to feel that and I think, that connection. I think, some people listen, I think some people listen to the lyrics as opposed to the, to the beat. But I tell you, I will say this. Uh, uh, I, may, I may be the only uh, black parent uh, in America that has three black children and none of them can dance. So who knows? Some people skipping generations. My kids don't have no rhythm. <laughs> what you do to Beautiful your kids? What did you do? Uh, then you need to talk to Sister well, Fabu. She can help you with a do-over. There you go. Then that's the important part. They don't have to dance. You know, I have a mama. My mama can't dance either, so and she's very much a black woman. <laughs> and that, 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 you know, she was doing the seventies, so I, I feel for. Her. She cannot dance. I just wanted to know what happened to her. So what happened? She said it skipped the generation. I was like, oh my gosh, it must have went skipped her and went to my aunt and went to me. So it was, it was a beautiful thing. So. If that's the case, my 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 grandkids are gonna be killing me. <laughs> <laughs> well, it all depends on the music they listen to. You know, I grew up on Soul Train, so I had a great hip aunt. My aunt was young. She was only 16. They grew up on black music, too. Hell, they were in my house. Of course they grew up on black music. Well, yeah. all depends. Like Soul Train, watching people boogie. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, yeah. That makes a difference because you're sitting there imitating. I was nine months, and I wanted to boogie. So yeah. I boogied at nine months. <laughs> <laughs> so it's all good. So you know where to get the book. Y'all know where to go. Oh, give your website one more time because we always like to give the website. Uh, we have we have three websites. Give the main website. The, 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 the main, main one. The main well, they they they're all important. So the main one is blackgoldnation.com. That's the main website. However, if you want to be involved in what we're doing, go to the event website, which is blackgold-wakandarising.com. Blackgold-wakandarising. If you want to see what we're doing in media. Blackgoldmedia.net. So blackgoldnation.com, blackgoldhyphenwakandarising.com, or blackgoldmedia.net. Okay. And you guys that are on YouTube are fortunate because I put all the little things down at the bottom where you can find them down below. You will see that. Just click show more, and there it is. His website, his information. I even have his book in there. So you can buy that. Just click on it. You listen on YouTube. Same thing. Look up. There's all the websites. There even an event. Even though they, it took me five hours for them to accept the description. Five hours to accept the description that they were happy with, mm-hmm. which is great. So um, it's done. So I got over that hurdle because I didn't think I was gonna get this show done, but it got done. So Amen. accomplishment succeed. So. You have any questions for me? Okay. I appreciate that. So I want to say thank you for being part of Food Alchemy Network and answering all the questions I had and my viewers had and my callers had. We really appreciate that. So we're going to say toodles for now. Stay tuned. See you at next meeting. And I am out of here Ciao, Ashe, Aho, and all that good stuff. What's that? I got two two things I want to say before I leave, if I may. Go ahead. Cool. 
Did not shut down the other show. <laughs> 